a baby born in Bethlehem, and I heard it from heaven today. A baby born Happy New Year from Epworth United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Debbie Weatherspoon. This Sunday we celebrated the new year with a focus on Epiphany and what is the word for our guiding star in our life. Not just what is the word, but how do we share that with each other? We had an exchange of stars and words, and we shared together in the sacrament of Holy Communion. It was a beautiful service, and we hope that you will find inspiration through the music and the word proclaimed. Trumpet sounds in that other bright land, and I heard it from heaven today. The trumpet sounds in that other bright land, and I heard it from heaven today. Hey, Our reading today is from Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In, Ju in Bethlehem, Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called upon the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of the Lord.
Well, you know, it is possible that the Magi were, in fact, women. And this is, insert, quote, biblical scholar now. Yes, I will quote a biblical scholar and professor emeritus Benedict Thomas Viviano, who authored a commentary on the Gospel of Matthew in the New Jerome Biblical Commentary. This is what he wrote. He said, attending to the feminine re resonances in the text, as well as awareness of the intended Jewish audience of Matthew's Gospel, always important to consider the intended audience that's receiving this word and the fact that this story is only in that gospel, Matthew's, allows previously neglected parallels to surface. He writes, and I quote, the main reason to think of the presence of one or more women among the Magi is the background story of the Queen of Sheba with her quest for Israelite royal wisdom, her reverent awe, and her three gifts fit for a king, end quote. When we approach these seemingly familiar stories with openness and curiosity, our imaginations expand. Okay, I'm going to pause there and just say in a little bit in the sermon, there's going to be an opportunity for you to think about words so listen to some words now that you think are pretty cool words. I'll, let me repeat this last sentence. When we approach these seemingly familiar stories with openness and curiosity, our imaginations expand. We can see women. We can see people of all genders, non-binary, non-conforming in places and roles where for too long those in power have said they cannot be. Yes, right. Let's do that, right? Let's be curious and open and wonder and imagine these possibilities that, that there are places and roles where for too long those in power have said they cannot be. And speaking of power saying where people cannot be, this reflection comes from sources within the National Catholic Reporter and the Women's Ordination Conference of the Catholic Church. Yes, this uh, writer, Janet McKenzie, says this, and I quote, wise women throughout time and in every culture know themselves to be seekers and seers of the divine. So you have a star in your hand, correct? A piece of paper with a star on it? If you don't, could you raise your hand and so we can make sure that you get one? Looks like everyone's got one. So this star, what can this star, what can it possibly mean? <laughs> it can be a symbolic guiding star. And from the poem that Sharon read, it could be a symbol of our ancient ache of connection. Because we're going to create the star, not for ourselves, but for somebody else in this congregation. But you don't know who. See, this idea is inspired by a clergywoman named Iona Dickinson of the United Church of Christ. She's a pastor who serves in San Diego. And she says, she shared that she practices this exercise with her congregation, and I thought we could try it here. So you have a star, and in the middle of it, 
I'm going to ask you to write a word, but not yet. You're going to write a word in the middle of the star when you know what that word should be. So don't write it yet, but listen, because wonder what that word is that's coming to you for you to write. Now you received another piece of paper that has a picture of, of women, magi, and on the back I put a few words. Maybe there's a word there that's speaking to you. Words like hope, or imagine, or holiness, spiritual, and I'm reading some aloud for especially if anyone's worshiping online or worshiping later in the recording. Words like connection, open, meditation, or any other words that have come to you as the service continues and as the sermon continues. Just as the Magi followed a star long ago, we too can be guided by our star for the coming year. So we're going to create a star that someone else here is going to receive. Unsure of exactly what they would find, the Magi let the Spirit guide them. So I'm inviting you to do the same. Similarly, we are going to let the Spirit nudge us toward a word to write and then toward a star to select. So looking through the list of words, perhaps you already had chosen a word that was your word, uh, going into 2024, or just some word that's speaking to you now. And so now I invite you to write that word on the star. And please print it, make it legible for the person who's going to receive that, because it's not just for you to keep. Because in a moment, we're going to pass uh, baskets to receive the stars, and they're going to be brought up here, and then you're going to choose one when you come forward for communion. Is everyone keeping up with me so far? <laughs> What's with all this creativity, as uh, one congregant grumbled joyfully? <laughs> and when you come up and you receive the sacrament of communion, and then you choose your star, you're invited to keep that star someplace special. It's within your paper. You might cut it out if you want to, if you wanted a different size. If it works better for you to keep it on that full page, that's fine. It's your star. But I do want to ask that you would keep it somewhere that you can see it throughout the coming year, someplace seen regularly so that it can serve as a guide to you. Now, everybody doesn't have to participate, of course. I just ask that if you don't create a star, don't take a star, okay? Because that, that'll mess up the numbers, and I don't do numbers. So please, let's, uh, hopefully it'll all work out. But I know, I believe in abundance, and it'll be provided. So, But if you could, just be aware of that. So maybe the reason you receive that word is like, oh, of course I got that word. Of course I got that star. Or it might be, I have no idea. Like, what? Why? Huh? Okay, so stay with it. I don't know why you got that star either. But perhaps over a few weeks, days, 
could be months. Maybe the meaning will emerge for you. I mean, Epiphany is this one day of the year, but the star can guide us all year long. And I want to share with you what Reverend um, Dickinson says happens for her with her congregation. I'm quoting her now. She said, twice I've had the word zeal and really wrestled with what that word meant for me personally, because they do this every year in their congregation. The good news is that I embraced the word with, well, zeal. (laughs) And it brought spiritual energy to my ministry. But one of the most fun ways the star words shine in the preaching moment is less through preaching and more about witness. Throughout the year, people will mention their word and how it is working in their lives. In some years, I invite these folks to offer a witness on the next Epiphany Sunday. And these persons take a few moments in worship to share how their word was lived out through the year. They tell how the word challenged them to grow in meaningful ways, how the word brought surprising comfort in a time they didn't know they needed it, and more. A lay witness can bring the good news to the people in a way that the congregation can hear in powerful ways, thereby inviting others to live into following their star as well.